When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsock, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. I'm back from the road, back from the Redwood Wedding. I survived as the hand of the queen, and now it is time to talk more details about Season 5. We talked Power Player yesterday. Today is my Season 5 MVP, and I thought I thought hard about this. Season 5 is a little bit of a different season. It is... Uh, it is eh. With Ramsey being my power player, you know I'm thinking outside the box... I think the High Sparrow definitely is a contender, but when I put together my MVPs for each season, what I'm thinking about, and hopefully you guys are thinking about this too when you're answering uh, the questions with me, it's not just necessarily the character within story. That's more the power player. Uh, It's also about performance by uh, the actor, and and again, that that figures into a lot of things. Uh, But I am looking, when I say the MVP, for the character whose legacy from that season is felt far wide. What they did and what they suffered or what they accomplished in that season that goes beyond the season and becomes memorable. It's a lot of factors. High Sparrow, like I said, candidate. But I think my season five MVP, Cersei Lannister. Not a great season for Cersei in story, right? Following the death of her father, she's now sort of the head of the family. She's got a lot on her shoulders. She's got a lot to do and it all started to fall apart. Cersei always kind of I think she's smart, but she's maybe not as uh, uh, as good at the Game of Thrones as she thinks at times, and she suffered a lot this season. Her play to uh, put the High Sparrow in power as the uh, the High Septon backfired, of course, creating the Faith Militant, and that turned on her as well, and she ends up in jail. She ends up captured. She ends up deep down in the Black Cells, and... Lena Headey's performance, uh, though, I think is some of her best work in this season. You really feel her suffer when she has to lick that water off the cell floor. We talk about sympathy for Cersei, who's a tough character to have sympathy and empathy and compassion for. But that scene, you felt it. And when she goes on that shame walk, shame, de-ding, de-ding, shame, certainly became a pop culture punchline and a pop culture catchphrase. But it meant something in that moment. And Lita Hetty's performance in that, and I know there was a body double, but uh, just exposing herself as a, as a, as a raw emotional character and, a, and, a, and an actor getting into that role, it was a great moment. And it stands out as one of the most interesting, maybe hard to watch moments in the show. It is definitely a defining calling card of season five, which is why I think you really have to give it a lot of, uh, uh, of, of pause and reflection. And that means to me that Cersei, above all other characters, really, really made her mark on this season. It was her panic. It was her flailing and grasping at straws and grasping at power that drove a lot of this season. It's not always about coming out on top sometimes coming out determined at the end of season five that shame walk completed with Kyber at her side and in the arms of the mountain Cersei was determined 
And look what we got in Season 6 because of Cersei in Season 5. That's my answer for Season 5 MVP. What's yours? You guys know what to do. Call into the station. Favorite so you don't miss a bar- broadcast. Find me on Twitter at CatNapsuck and use the hashtag Daily Thrones. But call in. I want to hear you. We're talking Season 5 MVP on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. So my MVP for Season 5, and I guess this is kind of a personal pick, but I have to give it to Stannis. From his very first scene of the season with Jon Snow to his final scene of the season, which turns out to be probably most likely his final scene of the series, he was absolutely phenomenal. I truly believe Stephen Delane does not get the credit he truly deserves for his portrayal of Stannis because he completely fit the tone of the character and my image of the character I always had when reading the book. I think he was just phenomenal. You know, with his scenes with his scene of Shireen, his scenes of John, I love the respect between him and John. And everything at the end, while I may not have loved what happened, he was still, his acting and everything was absolutely spot on and truly, and truly pulled me in. So I have to give Stannis the MVP award for season five. Thanks for listening, Ken. Hey, what's up, Ken? Since we're taking a look back at season five and Game of Thrones there on your station, I wanted to talk about something I don't hear very many people talk about. And that's, I feel, in season five is where, in the series, it begins the precipitous fall of Tyrion Lannister as one of my favorite characters. I feel like his storyline straight out becomes boring after season five and going on to season six. And when I look back, I love the character in season four. What great scenes when he was on trial. Even as far back as season one, what great scenes he shared with Mormont and Jon Snow up at the wall. In Season 2, what great moves he made as the Hand of the King. But after Season 5, it's like he's just there. And then they pair him up with Daenerys. It's so dull. But I loved him when he was interacting with his family, the Lannisters. He's nothing without him. Ken Napsack here on Daily Thrones. Just put a passionate call on the station from Phil talking about the fall of Tyrion Lannister and how from season five on Tyrion's character maybe doesn't pop off the screen as much as he does in season four and you know what I actually kind of agree maybe not to the degree that Phil uh, had in his call that's a lot of passion like I said I think there's some great stuff with him and Daenerys and some great stuff with him and Jorah I think there's a lot of scenes that just Dinklage brings his skill to but there's something to be said for the fact that after Tyrion kills his father and then it kind of, that's the climax. And Tyrion has a ways to go in the story, of course, and I think he'll factor very much into the end, and maybe he can recover as a character. But there seems to be, I don't want to say he peaked, but there was a, a big climax. The fireworks show ended, and now we're just left here with a little bit of cleanup. And the stuff with Danny is a lot calmer and a lot quieter, and it isn't as exciting. And it is, at times, a little bit of a seemingly boring waste of Tyrion. And I, I, I think you guys can understand what I'm saying, even if you don't fully agree that Tyrion had a lot more to do in seasons one through four than he takes his journey. A lot of that might have to do with the changes from the book as well. I don't want to go deep into book spoilers, but there is a lot more with Tyrion in A Dance with Dragons and beyond from uh, the moment he kills his father. Uh, big changes, a big purpose for his character that's not present on the show. Uh, the phrase, where do whores go, is uh, very important to his character's story. 
Um, and it's not there. It's not present. We don't spend as much time with Tyrion in 5 and 6. He just kind of gets right to where he's supposed to be. And while that is fine, I think it does mean that Tyrion's character is just kind of hanging around, waiting for something bigger. But what do you guys think? Let me know. Call here on Daily Thrones. You know what to do. Find me on Twitter. And let's talk Tyrion in Season 5, 6, and beyond on Game of Thrones. <laughs>